Good morning. I'm Pastor Gillespie from St. John Evangelical Lutheran Church and School, Sherman Center, Random Lake, Wisconsin. I'm here with you broadcasting live from internet-deprived Sherman Center, <laughs> which is north of uh, Random Lake in Sheboygan County. Glad to have you with us. Uh, apologies again for terrible internet, but uh, this is what we've got. So this is what we get. Um, I had to come in early. Or I had to come in. I couldn't record from home because I have to turn on the heat in church because it doesn't come on automatically like it's supposed to. <laughs> it's just one thing after another uh, for chapel later this morning. So, and God willing, it'll improve slightly as we go here. All right, let's begin. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. All right, we say our memory verse for this week together. No one speaking by the Spirit of God calls Jesus accursed, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. 1 Corinthians 2, verse, or 12, verse 3. Our psalm for this week, Psalm 98. O sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made known his salvation. He has revealed his righteousness in the sight of the nations. He has remembered his steadfast love and faithfulness to the house of Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Make a joyful noise to the Lord, all the earth. Break forth into joyous song and sing praises. Sing praises to the Lord with the lyre, with the lyre and the sound of, of melody. With trumpets and the sound of the horn, make a joyful noise before the King, the Lord. Let the sea roar, and all that fills it, the world and all those who dwell in it. Let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills sing for joy together before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with equity. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Our first reading today is from Ephesians chapter 4. This I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you should no longer walk as the rest of the Gentiles walk, in the futility of their mind, having their understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them, because of the blindness of their heart, who, being past feeling, have given themselves over to lewdness, to work all uncleanness with uh, greediness. But you have not so learned Christ, if indeed you have heard him, and have been taught by him, as the truth is in Jesus, that you put off according concerning your former conduct the old man, which grows corrupt according to deceitful lusts, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind, and that you put on the new man, which was created according to God in true righteousness and holiness. There ends the reading. And now our reading for catechesis from Judges chapter 6. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. 
So the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian for seven years, and the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. Because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made for themselves the dens, the caves, and the strongholds which are in the mountains. So it was whenever Israel had sown, or yeah, whenever Israel had sown, the Midianites would come up. Also, the Amalekites and the people of the east would come up against them. Then they would encamp against them and destroy the produce of the earth as far as Gaza, Gaza, and leave no sustenance for Israel, neither sheep nor ox nor donkey. For they would come up with their livestock and their tents, coming in as numerous as locusts, both they and their camels were without number, and they would enter the land to destroy it. So Israel would, was greatly impoverished because of the Midianites, and the children of Israel cried out to the Lord. Now, the angel of the Lord came and sat under the terebinth tree, which was in Orphrah. Did I say that one right? Um, and uh, which belonged to Joash the Abizarite, while his son Gideon threshed wheat in the winepress in order to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Gideon said to him, O my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles which our fathers told us about, saying, Did not the Lord bring us up from Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianites. Have I not sent you? So he said to him, O my Lord, how can I save Israel? Indeed, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. And then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Do not depart from here, I pray, until I come to you and bring out my offering and set it before you. And he said, I will wait until you come back. So Gideon went in and prepared a young goat and unleavened bread from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket, and he put the broth in a pot, and he brought them out to him under the terebinth tree and presented them. The angel of God said to him, Take the meat and the unleavened bread and lay them on this rock and pour out the broth. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord put out the end of his of the staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened bread and fire arose out of the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened bread and the angel of the lord departed out of his sight now gideon perceived that he was the angel of the lord so gideon said alas o lord god for i have seen the angel of the lord face to face then the lord said to him peace be with you do not fear you shall not die So Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it, The Lord is Peace, and to this day it is still in Orpha of the Bezerites. Now, it came to pass the same night that the Lord said to him, Take your father's young bull, the second bull of seven years old, and tear down the altar of Baal that your father has, and cut down the wooden image that is beside it, and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of this rock in the proper arrangement, and take the second bull and offer a sacrifice with the wood of the image which you cut down. 
So Gideon took ten men from among his servants and did as the Lord said to him. But because he feared his father's household and the men of the city too much to do it by day, he did it by night. All right, so some questions and answers. You note how the story begins? Same way as we've had before. Again, the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. So what did the Lord do? Just as he's done before? Yeah, he handed them over into the hands of the Midianites for, this time, seven years. According to verse 2, how did Israel respond to the oppression of the Midianites? Oh, they lived in the mountain clefts, caves, and strongholds. All right. To what are the Midianites compared in verse 5? <clears throat> yeah, it says they come in as numerous as locusts, as swarms of locusts. How did the Israelites finally respond in verse 6? Yeah, they cried out to the Lord. What problem was revealed? Um, this is not apparent because I didn't. I always wonder why we skip around. I know. I complain about it and then I do it. Um, at the end of verse 10, well, see, I'll just read you 7 through uh, seven through 10. And it came to pass when the children of Israel cried out to the Lord because of the Midianites that the Lord sent a prophet to the children of Israel and said to them, Thus says the Lord God of Israel, I brought you up out of Egypt and brought you out of the house of bondage and I delivered you out of the hand of the Egyptians and out of the hand of those who oppressed you and drove them out before you and gave you their land. And also I said to you, I am the Lord your God. Do not fear the gods of the Amorites in those in whose land you dwell. But here's the key. But you have not obeyed my voice. All right, we saw that back in chapter 2 as well. You have not obeyed my voice. That is, they did not listen. Who came to Orpha? Ophra, yep. The angel of the Lord, we see that in verse 11. And whom did the angel of the Lord come to see? That's right, Gideon. Gideon. What was Gideon doing? Uh, he was threshing wheat in the wine press. What did the angel of the Lord call Gideon? Verse 12. The Lord is with you, you mighty man of valor. Mighty warrior. This language is um, actually quite important. We see it also in Isaiah chapter 9. Um, Nevertheless, the gloom will not be upon her who is distressed. As when at first he lightly esteemed the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali, and afterward more heavily oppressed her by the way of the sea beyond the Jordan in Galilee of the Gentiles, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of darkness, or land of the shadow of death, upon them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of, there it is, Midian. Right, so this story is brought to bear on the prophetic announcement of the uh, promised son. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, uh, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. 
upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with just, judgment and justice from that time forward, even forevermore. The zeal of the Lord hosts will produce this. Um, but the word there um, that is also used in Judges 6, I believe, I'm just going to double check. Uh, mighty man of valor. Let's see here. Yep, it's the same word. So mighty God and mighty man, Gabor. Um, it's actually the same word. It's assumed to be God and here assumed to be man. Um, but Gideon is then a type of Jesus. Jesus is the coming warrior and the prince whose victory would be like the victor, victory over as in the days of Midian. So when you hear that uh, prophetic announcement from Isaiah, Isaiah 9 at Christmas time, think of this story. All right, what did Gideon accuse the Lord of doing? No, this part's not like Jesus. <laughs> uh, verse 13, you've abandoned us, forsaken us. Why was Gideon sent? The Lord says to him, to save Israel out of the hand of the Midianites, verse 14. So what did Gideon plead in response in verse 15? How can I save Israel when my clan, uh, that is the weakest, Manasseh, and I am the least of, his, of my family? Uh, much like David, right? Which we'll see in a bit. Uh, what is the importance of this similar remark made by the prophets? All right. So again, Gideon is a type or shadow of Jesus. Consider what the prophet Micah says in Micah 5, um, which you also hear at Christmas time. Now gather yourself in troops, O daughter of troops. He has laid siege against us. They will strike the judge of Israel with a rod, with a rod on the cheek. But you, Bethlehem, Bethlehem, Ephrathah, though you are little, among the thousands of Judah. Yet out of you shall come forth to me the one to be ruler in Israel, whose goings forth are of old from everlasting to everlasting. Therefore he shall give them up until the time that she who is in labor has given birth. Then the remnant of his brethren shall return to the children of Israel, and he shall stand and feed his flock in the strength of the Lord, in the majesty of the name of the Lord his God, and they shall abide. For now he shall be great to the ends of the earth, and this one shall be peace. Right, O Bethlehem Ephrathah, little among the thousands of Judah. Sounds very similar to what um, their Gideon says about himself, right? I am uh, the weakest and the least. Of course, Jesus uses what is weak and least uh, to bring about shame upon the strong. What did Gideon then ask of the Lord? It's quite unbelievable, right? So show me a sign. Show me a sign. And what basics did he seek the sign? Yeah, he says, um, if I have found grace or favor in your sight from the Lord, right? Why did Gideon ask the angel to wait? He wanted to give the angel his offering. And what offering did Gideon prepare? Yeah, a young goat with the broth in the pot and an unleavened bread. Uh, what did the angel of the Lord tell Gideon to do with the offering? Lay it on the rock and pour out the broth, right? And then the angel with his staff strikes the, the offering or touches the meat and unleavened bread. And it's consumed with fire. Of course, the angel disappears as the sacrifice is consumed. So what troubled Gideon? He says there in verse 22, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. Why would he fear death then? He believes he's seen the face of God. 
right? And no one can see the face of God and live, apart from uh, by the angel of the Lord. So the Lord says to him, don't be afraid, right? Peace be to you, do not fear, you shall not die. And in response, Gideon, that's right, builds an altar. What did he name the place? This is pretty cool in verse 24. Yeah, he called it, the Lord is peace. The Lord is peace. And what did Gideon do that same night? He was instructed to tear down his father's altar to Baal and cut down the Asherah pole, right? Which, of course, reveals that Gideon's family are idolaters. They worshipped idols. How many servants helped him? Verse 27, yeah, 10 men. Why 10? Yeah, true worship is the fulfillment of the commandments, right? It's the number of fulfillment. It shows faith in God, the one true God. And why why tear down Baal's altar at night? Of course, he did it uh, fearing the men of the city, but of course, darkness is the realm of the devil and anticipates Christ's victory in the darkness of the cross. All right, so meditation on this text. Again, it's rich. Uh, with typology showing forth Jesus. The angel of the Lord came to Gideon at the wine press to indicate that he had been threshing Israel and crushing them like grain or grapes, that he might produce a better wine. The wine and wheat remind us of the blessed sacrament by which the Lord is with us as we share in his sufferings, that we might also share in his glory. We are called to cling to the word of the Lord by faith as did Gideon. That his faith might be strengthened, Gideon asked for a sign in accordance with the Lord's mercy. In mercy, God has recognized our fleshy weakness and given us the signs of baptism and the supper that we might cling to his word of promise. The sacrifice of the goat and the unleavened bread reminded Gideon of Passover, but also anticipated the sacrifice of Christ. The angel of the Lord would take on flesh that the staff of the cross might consume him. Indeed, the rock of sacrifice reminds us that Christ is the rock of our salvation and the rock that accompanied Israel in the wilderness. In his resurrection, our Lord speaks to us the word of peace and promises us freedom from the power of death. As Gideon, whose name means the one who bruises or breaks, cut down the false gods, so Christ has destroyed all gods by the wood of the cross. All right. Now we uh, confess the third article of the Apostles' Creed. Hold on one second here. Let's get it up. There we go. Let's say it together. What does this mean? I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ my Lord or come to him, but the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the true faith in the same way he has called, uh, sanctified, excuse me, he has called, gathered, sanctified, enlightened and sanctified the whole Christian church in the one true faith. In this Christian church, he daily and richly forgives, forgives, excuse me, forgives all my sins and the sins of all believers. On the last day, he will raise me and all the dead and give eternal life to me and all believers in Christ. This is most certainly true. All right. Let us pray. O Holy Spirit, We cannot by our own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ, our Lord, or come to him. Call us to faith in Jesus by the gospel. Enlighten us every day with your gifts of baptism, absolution, and the Lord's Supper. 
Sanctify and keep us and the whole Christian church on earth with Jesus Christ in the one true faith. Forgive us our sins every day and give us the blessed hope of the resurrection to eternal life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. On this Wednesday, we pray for marriage and family, that husbands and wives, parents and children live in ordered harmony according to the Word of God, for parents who must rear their children alone, for our communities and neighborhoods. We also pray for all first responders, doctors, nurses, and those who work in nursing homes and hospitals. We pray for an end to all fear. Um, anxious thoughts and constant worry, trusting that God will provide all that is needed in every circumstance. We pray for deliverance from all authoritarian, tyrannical, and dictatorial rule, and those who would restrict or censor our faith, as well as our rights to speech, press, assembly, and protest. Pray for our military and law enforcement personnel. We pray for those who are ill, receiving treatment or recovering, especially Marcella, Jan, Kelsey, Ron, Marlene, Brad, Janet, Timothy, and Pastor Lindau, Sandy, Linda, Joan, Ken, and Roger. Pray for the family and friends of Steve Siebenoller. Pray for our homebound, Bev and David, Willis and Janice, and Mickey. We also pray for our mission of the month, the Federates family, especially uh, Becca DeLoach, and also the work of our circuits here in Sheboygan County, the Hispanic Outreach. For all this, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Pray the collect for this week. O Lord, absolve your people from their offenses, that from the bonds of our sins, which by reason of our frailty we have brought upon ourselves, we may be delivered by your bountiful goodness. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. I thank you, my Heavenly Father, through Jesus Christ, your dear Son, that you have kept me this night from all harm and danger. And I pray that you would keep me this day also from sin and every evil, that all my doings and life may please you. For into your hands I commend myself, my body and soul, and all things. Let your holy angel be with me, that the evil foe may have no power over me. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. All right. Let's see if we can do something different today. Lord, the Almighty. There it is. Here, I'm going to play a recording of our hymn and you can uh, just uh, follow along with the words on the screen. I've done this before, but why not, right? Let's see here. Where is it? There it is.
All right. So there you go. That was uh, from 2009, uh, Good Shepherd Institute at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne. So out of my STM year, my last year there, recorded that uh, for the music department at the seminary. Well, Lord be with you all today. And uh, again, apologies for terrible internet. Um, there's just no time for me to find a better solution. It's what we've got. I've spent way too much time on it over the last year or so anyway. So God willing, someday um, <laughs> someone will take the time to run a nice line to us out here. Uh, but I, it just can't be my priority anymore. I just spend too much time on it. Um, so uh, apologies for the video, but uh, God willing, you could hear me just fine. And uh, there you go. You got to hear a nice recording there at the end. So Lord be with you all. And uh, we'll see you again uh, this evening for our Bible study on Hebrews around 7 p.m. Central. Um, and then again tomorrow for our congregation of prayer. So Lord be with you all. We'll see you soon.